0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Mike Rizzioni, Michael, what a freaking day. It's the 44th anniversary. When I say, do you believe in miracles? What do you say? What do you think about?
1: <laughs> and actually, I just got off the phone with Al a little while ago. Uh, I'm traveling today, but uh, I've had a lot of great, you know, uh, comments, a lot of emails, uh, tweets, whatever they call that stuff. Uh, people remembering it was 44 years ago. It's hard to believe it was that long ago. But, you know, I just, I think my teammates and I just still to this day take pride in knowing we were part of a moment that touched the lives of so many people um, in such a great way. You know, and in 1980, we were looking, as a country, we were looking for something to feel good about. And I guess it happened to be us. And I, I told someone yesterday, we could use a 1980 right now. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's something that we just take great pride in knowing that uh, you know we touch the lives of so many people uh, through an athletic event that uh, I've, I've cherished and honored and, and embraced uh, so many years.
0: You know what's really interesting? Like I'm 51, and I I talked to some people in my in my radio station today. They're in their 50s. The second I say the 1980 U.S. hockey team, they literally know exactly where they were when. And I couldn't. Yeah. Really, I kind of couldn't believe it. I'm like. Do you really know? Did you really remember? And they're eight, ten years old at that time, but they knew exactly where they were. How does it feel to be? I mean, like there's only a few things in my life I can remember. Nine eleven, you remember? You know, my my parents say when Kennedy was shot, it's a top five
1: moment in in our lifetime. How does it feel to be a part of that? Well, that that's what I hear all the time. Depending on their age, I remember it was on D Day. I remember where I was when Kennedy. I remember nine eleven. I remember when the Challenger blew. And I remember where I was when we won. And, and they say we. I go. I, di- I didn't know you were on the team. Um, but I- every moment that people talk about are all challenges and negative moments in our country. And this is the one that that you know people remember as a positive and uh, special special moment. And and again, like I said, I think my teammates and I just take pride in in, in knowing that. And I've, I've said over the years many times, other than being in the military or being a police officer or a firefighter. There's, there's no better opportunity to represent your country than to put a U.S.A jersey on in the Olympic Games. We embraced it. We, we loved it. We, we, we couldn't believe the impact that it had. We didn't know we were just playing a game and, and realized uh, what it did. And, and I, you know, in a crazy way, that's what makes this country so great that moments like that can happen to unify a nation. and we were a part of it, and that's, I think, the special part for my teammates and I.
0: Let's go back to the pregame speech. Um, the, obviously, the movie, a lot of people saw Miracle on Ice, and um, you know Herb Brooks is, is in the Is that all exactly kind of the way it went down in the pregame? What do you remember from the pregame speech?
1: Well, I remember that the, the, the movie scene was a lot longer. Um, but, but what he said to us, I remember, was this. You were born to be a player. You were meant to be here. This moment is yours. But the day before in practice, he was talking about what he actually said in the movie, the speech in the movie. They're they're right. they're ready to be beat. If anybody can beat him, you guys can beat him. So I think they grabbed a little bit of what he said to us in practice the day before and turned it into a little longer speech uh, the day of the game.
0: Nine times out of ten, they beat us. But not tonight.
1: (laughs) Not tonight. Not tonight, (laughs) baby.
0: Al Michaels, I'd love to hear about that. So Al's call is absolutely, you know, one of the most famous calls in all of sports history so when you talk to al and you heard that for the first time like what what, what did that do did it give you the, the chills like everybody
1: else yeah you know it's funny i didn't hear it until a few days later I, I after the olympic games or after the soviet game i get grabbed by the media so i never never heard the call until like maybe even a week later uh but al and i have played golf together we, you know we've been, been invited years ago to go to lake tahoe and play. And Al and I are walking up the fairway, and it doesn't take 30 seconds, and somebody will yell, out, hey, Al, hey, Mike, do you believe in miracles? And I look at Al and go, I knew it was going to happen, Al. I didn't know how long it was going to take, but I knew it was coming out. But, you know, again, I think Al is a brilliant broadcaster, obviously. And I think, again, he captured that moment with those words.
0: Mike, if I polled 100 people, I'm telling you 90 of them would have said that was for the gold medal. People don't remember that was the game before. I mean, you had to win another game to win the gold medal.
1: Yes, it was. You know, it's funny. It was on Wheel of Fortune a long time ago uh, who, who won. it. I'm sitting with my son watching it, and he goes, oh, Dad, that's easy. It was Finland. And I said, well, you know it because you live with me. And the person got it wrong. I think the person said Sweden. But, yeah, people forget about that. And, and, and that's what I tell people all the time. If we don't beat Finland, you and I aren't having this conversation. Nope. You know, we're not talking about what happened, you know, 44 years ago, you know, and, and I tell people all the time, if we lost, you know, people would come up to me and go, wow, what a great Olympic Games. But damn, if you only could have beat Finland. Unreal. So I think, again, a tribute to our team to come back and the next day or two days later, rather, and, and again, you know, accomplish something incredible. That, that, and that's what made the victory so special for me and my teammates. We didn't go to Lake Placid to, to, to win a medal. We went with the hope and dreams of winning the whole thing, and like I said, if we don't beat Finland, you know, none of this stuff is being talked about. What was it like there? And and like you said before,
0: this was a really rough time, and obviously, you know, with the Soviets, like it was a it was a a battle in life and on the ice. But take us
1: back, take it to, it, the, to that yeah, time. It was, it was crazy, but it was in Lake Placid. It, we, it, we were like in a little cocoon, you know. There was no. You know, ESPN, there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, there was nothing. So, you know, we were in a little village in Lake Placid playing a hockey game and had no no idea, no clue that the world was watching the way they were until after the games ended. Then we got out into the countryside and went, oh, this was a big deal because we didn't know. We knew people in Lake Placid were excited. I believe that's where the USA, USA chants first started. And I remember listening to how Michael's talked years ago about – the booth he was in, or the, wherever his site was to do the game, and and it was shaking. The building was shaking where he, him and Ken Dryden were doing their commentating. Mm-hmm. So it it was a wild, wild scene, and you know, we couldn't go into Lake Placid, into downtown Lake Placid, because if anybody knew you were on the hockey team, you'd be, like, ridiculously swarmed. So we basically stayed in the village and just kind of had some fun. Our parents were there. We, you know, visited them every night after games uh, or after practices. They stayed in the house and got to spend time with them, but like I said, we, we had no idea a world was watching until after the Olympics when we got out into the country, when we went to, went to the White House to meet the president and realized that, boy, wow, this thing's pretty big. Who's like the, the most incredible person that
0: you've met that's congratulated you or, or seen you? or? Which one really touched you the most?
1: There have been so many. Um, you know, obviously I've met all the presidents. Yep. You know, since 1980, I've had the pleasure of are uh, playing in a ton of celebrity golf tournaments, met some of the greatest athletes in the world. You know what? The people who impress me are just the, the, the regular people who come up. And I've had people come up to me with tears in their eyes and crying and, and telling me what that moment meant to them. So those are the special, special moments for me. Not, not the politicians or the celebrities or the great athletes or the, the movie stars or all these people that you meet. It's the regular person that just really took great pride in what we accomplished and what we did and, I think that was our team. Like Herb used to call us a lunch pail, hard hat group of guys, and we were very much working class players who came from working class families, who embraced a, a victory, and we didn't get caught up in the celebrity aspect of it. I think we just enjoyed what happened. So when people come up to me, regular people, bartenders, waiters, waitresses, pilots in the airports, whatever the people I've met over 44 years, it's just the nice people that come up and have a story to tell. and. That's what's great to
0: hear. Mike, I texted a buddy of mine in the radio business, and I said, hey, I really want to talk to Ruzioni. You think he'll do it? And he said, Matt, he's the absolute best, and you showed it right there. (laughs) Can't thank you enough. Have a safe flight. This was 44 years ago, and you know what? Every year it just gets better and better.
1: Well, let's look forward to talking for the
0: 45th. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.